Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podsite, everyone. This is Carlo. And today we have, of course, Chris, Kurt, the gents. Hello, fellas. How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. How are you? Hey. Okay. I just got done repairing this wonderful late uh, 1980s uh, supercomputer at my Mm. job at the bustling uh, uh, computer company in what is apparently downtown Dallas. (laughs) And I'm about to I'm about to go jogging in my white sneakers. And then uh, maybe I'll listen to a uh, a, a, an extended play vinyl when I get home (laughs) or maybe one of those new fancy cassettes. Yeah. 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 So, uh we're going to be discussing the 1984 film anthology. Was this made oh, for this TV? Oh, this is a film. This is definitely a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dungeon Master, a.k.a. Rage War. <laughs> a.k.a. Rage War, the challenges of Excalibrate. Or- Excalibrate, yes. Yeah, that's right. I, a- I keep a.k.a. A- Digital Knights. <laughs> Digital Knights. It's so good. Man, <laughs> this fucking movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, and Chris, this was this was one that you had asked us to uh, to to sort of cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when when did you watch this for the first time? Very or was recent. this your first time? <laughs> no, this was this was not my first time. They, I, I re, uh, within the, I'd say within the last two months or so. Uh, Arrow Video, the 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 wonderful boutique uh, Blu-ray label, uh, originally out of the UK, um, they put out this set called uh, Empire of Dreams: uh, Return to the Video Store, something like that, and it was all uh, of these pictures or uh, films from Empire Pictures, um, which was this um, prominent uh, like B movie studio in the eighties, uh, and with uh, most uh, like with the most famous like producer from there uh, being Charles band who would later right, go right. on to do full moon pictures uh, like, and the puppet master <laughs> series. And, and, uh, <laughs> and I believe also uh, evil bong. That's correct. Uh, yes. And uh, ginger dead man. That's absolutely. <laughs> and, and we, we uh, evil bong meets ginger dead man. As well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Char- Charles band. Yeah. I gotta tell you, Ch- Charles band is a hilarious figure. Um, he's like uh God, he's like he's like Roger Corman if he were like like a little bit less evil and a little bit more insane. Yes. <laughs> Is how yeah. I would describe Charles Band. That's right. I, 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 I had no idea uh, of this guy, but I had seen I believe it was Puppet Master Four, I wanna say. <laughs> um Dude, this guy is movie. fucking all over Tubi. Mm. Um Full Moon Pictures has some kind of deal. 
they have to with Tubi to just like give us 20 movies a year. We don't give a shit what they are. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's the most like, the, the absolute most garbage, like not even like a B movie. Like this is a B movie, but a lot of stuff happens in it. Like it's very mm-hmm. entertaining. It's silly. It's funny. Uh, uh Charles Band's current output is just like a B movie that like like nothing happens. Mm, like there's yeah. there's not even like a budget for like you know bad effects. It's literally just like people standing around rooms. Not, oh, not so, so 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 it's like an A twenty four film. It's then. right. Yeah, yes. it's yeah. It, it's like it's weird because it's I, I don't know how there's a market for it, but he he they're putting out like you know basically like uh, uh, default computer generation uh, effects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know stuff that's filmed probably over a course of like days, like a couple of yeah. days, um, and and they but, probably do like five different films on this one set, and yeah, like rotate around, yeah, yeah. So Chris, um, I'm gonna but, uh, well. So anyway, they put out oh, the set uh, just to get back to, to close that loop. Put out the set. Dungeon Master was one of those discs on, uh, in that set, uh, along with the wonderful Robot Jocks, which we have already discussed on the show, and uh, Crash and Burn to everybody. Crash all, and Burn to all of you. Crash and burn. Uh, and uh, some other ones that we probably should eventually watch, including Arena, which is basically um, two mm. monsters. Uh, it's kind of like a Rocky two, story. <laughs> two monsters walk in, <laughs> one monster walks out. Oh, absolutely. It's exactly what it is. Like, it's, it's literally just like a Rocky movie with monsters, um, which is, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, there's Cellar Dweller, which was pretty good. Um, oh, that, that's forgetting one po- more. Pose, pose favorite uh, two words together. That's right. right. Yes. And oh, and and um, Stuart Go- uh, Stuart Gordon's dolls uh, as well um, was in there. Hmm. But anyway, uh, so yeah. So, but this one really stuck out at me because it has, uh, you know, it, being an anthology, it has like a whole panoply of stuff that like tickles all our interests. <laughs> yeah, so, it's so just Chris, fucking, it's just everything. It's just everything. Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna ding you real really slightly here. You know, Empire Records. I just want to let you know, I am very anti-imperial. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, w- what are you doing here, buddy? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> try, try. You, you, yeah, you'll you'll try to learn. Uh, yeah, try to be better <laughs> later, please. Um, but yeah, so the Dungeon Master, aka Rage War, aka what was it? Uh, uh, Dungeon Knights, uh, <laughs> Digital Knights. Digital Knights, uh, whatever else it was, it, it it's got um, honestly. It, it sounds like it's uh, one of those crappy uh, uh, seventeen to thirty seven book series uh, that you could find <laughs> in a used bookshop. You know, mm-hmm. it's got so many titles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so uh, basically, it follows the adventures of uh, what is what is the guy's name? Paul. It's, uh, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yes. Paul Bradford. Who is the most jock-looking computer nerd you'll ever see? He, well, he, yeah, he's his like from the neck up, he looks like Poindexter, and from the neck down, he's like you know <laughs> uh, Arnie's younger cousin or something. He, like that. he looks he looks like one of the the guys that uh, the dude calls out to fight him <laughs> okay. in uh, Kung Fu Hustle. He just comes yeah. out and he's like yeah. he's just jacked, and you're like, what so, the fuck. Uh, to me, he kind of looks like. Uh, like like uh like discount value uh Kyle McLaughlin but but was, kind of like say, like Dune era Kyle McLaughlin yeah yeah and, I was also but like a little bit like like a little bit less striking in his facial features mm-hmm. but more jacked yeah <laughs> I, I was like, gonna, I was gonna say he he reminds me of a Miles O'Keefe but minus the intensity yes exactly yeah 
Yeah. He, he's a Midwest Kyle McLaughlin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's face it. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin already sounds like a Midwestern name. So <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Paul, I believe, is a computer. He's, you know, Wikipedia says he's a computer programmer, but he seems to be like a like a technician, as far as I can tell. Yeah, well, he, he was. He like, works. He works for the Xyrex yeah. company, yes. well, not yeah. Xerox, the legally distinct company. Well, I called got the impression Xyrex. he was more like a Geek Squad kind of guy, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a repair yeah, tech. Much. Like he, he yeah. does. Like he, he visit. It, it seems like he, he visits like his company's clients and fixes their their mm-hmm. machines. What's funny about it is like this is th- this is in that era where like nobody knew or really cared how computers work. Um so like they literally just so like th- th- there's a part of this movie where uh the villainous Mistima refers to computers as as magic, but like that's literally how they're treated in in films like this. I remember mm-hmm. um uh there was some God, there was some like terrible like TV crime show that was about like a cop and like a nerdy hacker, and and, and this was in like the, the early '80s, and the hacker would like hack machines around them with his <laughs> like giant portable computer. So he'd like you know turn change all the traffic lights to red, or he'd he'd put up like a message on like uh, on like a sign outside a bank that said like "Stop thief" or something. Like, oh wow. <laughs> And well, th- it, th- this movie has the same kind of understanding of technology. Like Paul also has like he has some ability. It's called linking up. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's mentioned exactly once in the entire movie. Um, <laughs> and it seems to be like a like a computer telepathy uh, through his his glasses, which seem to like be able to control computers. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's, he's, yes. got, he's got instead of, instead of he's got like hipster mirror shades, right? Yes, <laughs> just like just like regular look at ass glasses that then suddenly you see him like there's an overlay and he can just mm. sort of like press like the joint. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah he's got he's got an HUD. Yeah he, yeah, he hacks into an ATM for twenty bucks. Oh yeah, just stealing. Just Over, like, overdraws himself. Oh, <laughs> I I didn't realize he was supposed to be stealing from. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, to get flowers, uh, for his, for his dancer girlfriend, um, who is, uh, what is her character name? Uh, Gwen, Gwen Rogers. That's right. Yes. yes. I, I, so there is a, like a, but before the movie actually starts, there's kind of like a dream sequence yes. that is actually very strikingly shot. It is. Yeah. Like, yes. like much more so than the rest of the film. Like I it, saw this and I was like, at, at first I was like, wow, like, this is much more artful than like a Charles Band film, and then and then uh, the G- Gwen just like completely strips down and does like full frontal. I was like, yeah, like yeah, oh, there it is. There's the there Charles Band that I know. <laughs> so, yeah, what are you is. saying, Chris? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it, it it looks like it's definitely like the best looking part of the movie, and um, it looks almost like a like a Tony Scott kind of like eighties yeah. ver- like <laughs> yeah, you know. Like because there's this the sequence where they're they're kind of like running in parallel, but he's on the ground and she's like up on a gantry, yeah. and the camera mm-hmm. is doing this like this very nice like uh, like a dolly move sideways. It's like it's yeah. like really it's like really artful. <laughs> well, now, now let me share with with you uh, something with you, Kurt. Uh, if you were to have actually seen the Dungeon Master in theaters, you would not have seen that opening shot. That's so it, funny. That was uh so the version that's apparently on Tubi uh is the that the so the the arrow set comes with three different cuts of the movie. There's the theatrical, 
which and then there's the pre-release, which includes this uh, opening scene, and some of the segments are reordered. Uh, and then there's an international version, and I'm not po- entirely positive what's different with that one. But well, I mean, th- three cuts for a movie that has three names. Hell yeah, exa- yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, but so yeah, so it, it's interesting that like you know, if you a- actually saw this in the theaters, you wouldn't see the, like the the nicest looking part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, since we you you mentioned uh, like Arrow films again, I have to say I I love companies like Arrow, and some sometimes a uh, Criterion will do this too, where like they will release something that is like like it's a shit movie like it's mm-hmm. not it's not a good movie at all like like it's 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 entertaining it might be noteworthy it might be fun like this one is you know like i would say this is like like an enjoyable movie that's a bad movie um but like their marketing copy will be like super serious and be like you know like restored finally for the first time this this landmark entry in <laughs> you know the the early uh you know uh uh direct to, to VHS uh, sci-fi market and like they'll, they'll talk it up in these like very lofty terms and you watch it it's like it's humanoids from the deep or some shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah uh, the like criterion copywriters or whoever writes like the movie descriptions have like a very particular slightly sarcastic tone that they use when like they happen to release a movie that actually is just like not a good movie mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> which I enjoy a lot yeah mm. Yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, I, let's not forget that he also has. Uh, uh, not only does he have the the uh, weird cyber glasses, and he can link up, but he also has. It, was it the power glove, the Nintendo one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, he it's doesn't so get bad. that until. Um, well, it, well yes. he's he's online or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Mistima like gives him that. I don't think he has that bef- beforehand, does he? Well, he has it like in the, I guess, the quote virtual uh, yeah. uh, world or whatever. Uh, also, a very weird uh, tunic looking thing. <laughs> I love the tunic because it looks no, like no, it looks part, cool. It, it, it looks like part of another costume where like yeah. they just like they lost the rest of it. We're like, well, we have this part. <laughs> well, it, it, it looks like something that um, somebody from like Logan's Run would have yes. worn yeah. under their cape or something. You know, it's like, what, yeah. what is going on here? The, the the other thing that I love that they established this um, because it's like it's such like a classic like filmmaking move, but it's like it's completely unnecessary in this film where they establish that he's like a very good long distance runner, yeah. which like another movie that does that obviously <laughs> is uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, a Marathon Man. And like there, it has like a big significant plot moment that is like devoted to it. It's like a recurring theme. And in this, they're like, well, there's a scene later where he's going to have to run a little bit. Uh, so w- we better make it really clear up front that he's like, a re- he's really good at running <laughs> <laughs> under, under, uh, skills, linking, mm-hmm. running, yeah, running glasses. Well, I, I, it, it's probably not a coincidence though, that like 84, like the eighties was when like that kind of jogging for recreation yes. kind of really st- took off too. So it's kind of like also a little bit of trend following. <laughs> I, I mean, th- there's also the kind of like gr- gratuitous yoga dance, uh, like a spandex leotard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, um, I was thinking see, of, uh, yeah. With, what is it? Tw- 20 minute workout or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah the aerobics. Yeah. Didn't, it, um, it, didn't looker ha- 
have a similar sequence where somebody was like just doing like 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 an extended like somewhat sexual aerobics uh, I believe you're <laughs> correct. Uh I I I don't remember even though Kurt we have seen we we saw this movie mere months ago. I I barely remember some parts of I've, Looker. I've definitely watched um like many slasher films from right around this era where, where like that's like the first like oh here's here's the eye candy sequence you know yeah. someone someone conspicuously doing uh you know like a jazzercise for like mm-hmm. a really long period of time yeah. Hey, yeah, I, I mean, and, it's, and, it's, and it's the, even in Ghostbusters. Like, uh, she, oh yeah, yeah. She she ends up like uh, one of the first hauntings or whatever. She's <laughs> she's in like aerobics gear. Uh, yeah. The, the, well, also the, the, also, can I point out that the uh, the dance sequence, like everyone's just slightly off from everyone else. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. So <laughs> distracting. I was like sitting there going like, where's the choreographer? For this? Man. Well, I love at the end, how she ends the class. Like in, in, she, 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 she just says, okay, we're done for today. Now I want you all to remember that. And we're going to add to it tomorrow. Bye. And she literally just like turns on her heels and just walks right out of the room. Like, like, no, like, all right, thanks everyone. I'll see you. Just gone. <laughs> just remember what we did. Bye. I'm out of here. But hey, I think we're also m- missing uh, the other person or the other um, thing in Paul's life, which is his sentient computer. <laughs> Ca- Cal, Cal, right? Well, Excalibrate, uh, <laughs> which is overly complicated. It's, a it's hat really, hat. yeah, yeah. It's it, because I think that I think they arrived at that because they were trying to find like a name that both sounded like something mythological, but also could be kind of uh, styled the way that like a computer was named yeah. in the mm-hmm. 80s because like the like the, the way that it's written is like capital X dash capital C A L I capital B R and then numeral 8 so <laughs> our first our first instance of of leet speak uh, in a movie yay <laughs> now what there's been, there were a bunch of other um is it uh electric dreams that i'm thinking mm-hmm. of where yeah. there's like well, another the, like the, computer comes to life and it's like you know falls well, in love. I, th- this is sort of like the anti-electric dreams because the electric dreams computer uh, basically tries to woo the dude's girlfriend, <laughs> and here uh, Gwen we find out is uh, living or at least is Paul's girlfriend, and she comes over with groceries and whatnot. And like, <laughs> just out of the blue, he's like, let's get married. She's <laughs> like, I can't get married with you. You're, you have too much of a relationship with your computer. And you're like, you're like, wow, this is, this is going to be like a weird subplot in this. <laughs> She's jealous of the computer. Yeah. Um, it, it is very strange. I have to say, um, one thing that felt uncannily correct was when Paul runs home and he like uses his like watch or something to start essentially like a jogging app on his mm. brain. Yeah. Computer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was like, what? Like, I was like, that is literally exactly. <laughs> Like that is exactly like how like a thing that a lot of people do all the time. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point because yeah, he's like comparing his times and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So you know, I yeah. guess Charles Band knew what was up. <laughs> Cal, Cal, however, uh, the computer Cal uh, basically tells him that you know his his time was too long. He's three minutes three minutes too long from his yeah. last time. Harsh. Um, Harsh mistress. Did you guys notice that when he buys the flowers, they're all white, and then when he gets home, they're all red? Oh, they're red, yes. <laughs> they, they switch the prop. They switch the prop. 
I love I love when you see something like that and like it's fun to wonder like is it that nobody cared like like did somebody think of it they'd be like ah eh, fuck it you know or was it like a big argument <laughs> well or uh, I mean it could have been just been that like the the flower the, by the time they got they got to the next scene the flowers had all wilted <laughs> and you're like fuck okay let's use the other one <laughs> movies Sad. like this you can you can tell. Like you can feel the fact that this was probably fun to work on as crew. Yeah. <laughs> like emanating yeah. from the movie. There's, there's certain <laughs> movies like that where it's like, this seems like it was a good time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I thought that because in any other film, what would now happen is that like Excalibrate would, you know, be revealed to actually be jealous of Gwen and would, you know, orchestrate something to trap, Gwen in the computer and Paul would get in there too and blah 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 but instead nothing that happens in this opening sequence basically matters at all for the rest of the film oh yeah yep. it's this yep. weird just domestic scene that like just does have no connective tissue yeah. to the rest because like they go together or they go to bed together and then they wake up and and all of a sudden they're outside in the desert and there's an evil wizard Satan <laughs> It's, it was Vigo, Vigo the Carpathian uh, yeah. in the movie. <laughs> you know who it actually is? It's Richard no. Mall from uh, Night Court. Yes. And he also huh. did the voice of Harvey Dent on uh, Batman yeah. the Animated Series. Absolutely. Mm. And he is fucking, mm. he's he's rocking and rolling in this film. Yeah, he... <laughs> He's doing. He's he's like he is having a blast. I mean, like while taking huge chunks out of like the scenery. <laughs> like, yeah, like early on, he doesn't have a lot to do besides kind of like gesture in a very B movie way. Like he, it it kind of looks like the scenes in uh, Holy Grail with uh, the wizard Tim. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> yes. he just points and like like there's a big explosion. But he's later so far on, away. yeah. Later on, he gets like these these long philosophical like villain monologues. He yeah. tells a really disturbing story about torturing oh, the cat. Yes. <laughs> and yes. it's like it's really weird. It's like there was like like a couple of pages from like another script like yeah. just like appeared and like yeah we'll <laughs> we'll just gonna put these in. Too. <laughs> and, and to be clear, he he's not like. A wizard who is a representation of his computer. He's just straight up a He's wizard. He's just a wizard. He's yep. just a wizard. <laughs> but also Satan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because yeah. the, he's, he's the, like an amalgamation of like, was it, what was it? Was it Baal? Baal, uh, Belial, Satan, and um, bah- not Bahamut. Um, another another B one. It was, like, it was like all Bs and then Satan. <laughs> uh, what a... What a villain! I love, um, like that's the first indication that uh, Excalibrate Cal will be chiming in with little bits of uh, facts, uh, you know, like facts and info about the scenario um, v- via the aforementioned uh, wrist computer, uh, because she's the one who chimes in, like lists out all the names, and is like Mistima equals Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Like, thanks for that tip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Well, so I I do want to say, I I think we should, like, we mentioned a couple times, but I don't know if we've talked about it directly, but uh, this is an anthology film. So uh, there's every section, there's like different segments that are directed by a different director, which is like one of the Empire Pictures kind of like band of directors. So that includes Charles Fand himself uh, and some of the other ones, like less lesser known people. Lesser known directors. Uh, one of them is the director of the first troll film. Uh, Which one? Oh, uh, hmm. John Carl Buchler. 
Oh, directed okay. Troll One, not Troll Two, the one that that that, that everyone knows. Yeah, um, he directed the one that was actually about trolls. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I and yeah, and it's it's funny because the segments vary so wildly. Like they are absolutely all over the place. One of them is like an '80s slasher film. One of them is straight up like a Ray Harryhausen sequence where mm-hmm. a giant fucking statue comes to life and yeah. chases mm-hmm. him around. It's a, it's like I I really liked uh, the the sense of just like you never knew what was going to happen next in the movie. It could be yes. literally anything yes. could happen. Yeah. No, don't forget the uh, the ice cave where it has like I love that it's like <laughs> this is just full of criminals and then the, and then there's one guy and that man. Was Albert, Albert Einstein? Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the greatest monster. Well, that's what. Well, maybe they're pulling from Oppenheimer, uh, yeah. and, and uh, they're just like, "Oh, he's the father of the atom bomb." And <laughs> so, so I have to say, when the ice cave sequence started, because that's the first one, and yeah, it, it, I, it, it lowered my expectations for the rest of the film considerably. Yeah, um, because like the stuff with Mistima is actually like. You know, it's it's very it it looks like like the same backlot where they would shoot like the outdoor sequences on like Star Trek the original series, <laughs> yeah. um, and they don't really do much to to try to dress it up. But then like the effects are actually like pretty like good quality in the Mistima mm-hmm. sequences. You know, yeah, there's a fun. lot of like lasers. There's a part where they animate like this big dragon fight that reminded me of the TV show Legion. That was pretty <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's people teleporting around. There's and but but then like the ice cave sequence literally looks like they went to like a Madame Tussauds yes. um, through <laughs> like like uh, cotton balls all over the ground and set up a smoke machine and made everything blue. Yes. Not only that, but the, if Madame Tussauds had uh, run out of money and they went to Spirit Halloween and got yeah. like yeah. Wolf Dude. Yes. Yeah. You know, the well, Wolf it, Dude and you know like Jack the Tripper or whatever. <laughs> you know. The Wolf well, that, Dude That's the worst exact- part. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I would say the, the Wolf Dude looks exactly like um, like one of the Wolf Aliens in the background of uh, the Star Wars uh, cantina. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Oh. Um, it, it, the worst part about that segment is it has all these, like, you know, history's worst monsters. And, like, all they do is just slowly creep. They don't ever actually, like, do anything but actually, like, cool. Yeah, um, except for the samurai. He does fight a samurai. Yeah. Um, and Which it, is- it's, it's, it's funny that th- there's twice in this movie – where people while fighting do this really weird like shoulder shove move that just fucking <laughs> sends the that. other guy flying and it looks really funny because like in in the later one the the, the stunt is like sold much better in this first one it it really looks like like stage fighting and it like doesn't connect and and um Paul like throws himself backwards <laughs> it, it reminded me of um uh... I don't know if you ever you, you ever got into one of those silly shoving matches in school. You oh, remember yes. you you you'd shoulder to shoulder and be like mm-hmm. staring at the guy and go go ahead go yes. ahead hit me no no really hit me you no you hit first all the while thinking <laughs> why is no teacher breaking these up yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're just psyching yourself up anyway yeah the 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 samurai is is very strange uh, and and this is another instance where he uses like the the, the little wrist uh, computer to. <laughs> Like electrify the poor samurai. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just like he just like bursts into 
star stuff, ether. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, I also like, um, so there's a part where they're like, it's, uh, it's like very cold in there. And so Gwen starts to freeze. And to make the freezing effect, they're basically just kind of like putting like white makeup gradually up, like like up her face. Um, but then there's a really funny part where she looks down and says, "My feet, my feet have frozen to the floor too." And it, it really feels like there was like a part where they were like, "Oh, we we need to do like a special effect where it looks like her feet are frozen to the floor." And they're like, mm, "Actually, we don't have time for this, so we'll just have her say it." <laughs> hurry up paul there's a plaque forming at my feet yeah it looks really cool and impressive it's a very nice effect um i, I don't remember how they get at it does it does it just end i i think like I think oh, they just of, sort of like run out there right run yeah out of there right some of these sections kind of just like like you said, just kind of end or they're like magically. Oh, let's down this hallway. <laughs> oh, they picked up. Um, they, they took the ice. Cr- so, so Mistima says like, Oh, too cold for you, Gwen. What if I make it a little warmer? And, and, and it's, and then of course the blue lights turn red. <laughs> Um, oh, and then yeah, they yeah. have to find the ice crystal, which Einstein is holding. And Einstein doesn't come back to life. He just kind of continues to sit there with an ice crystal. <laughs> He's just chilling. Yeah. And he picks it up and throws it like a grenade, and it blows up all the other uh, That's right. That's greatest right. criminals of history. And then they teleport in, in, back to In, in back fairness, to you know, Einstein found a really cozy place to sit down. And, you know, he's not. He actually was like just a wax figure. The rest of them were just like <laughs> visiting a wax figure yeah. exhibit that only had Einstein in it. <laughs> yeah. So then he they goes back to Mistima. And Mistima's like, well, how about this for size? And, and that's when they go uh, to the um, the next Rats one is bit. like that. The yes, that that little puppet thing fucking rocked. That was the fucking <laughs> best. You know who it reminded me of? It reminded me of um from uh, Farscape, the the weird oh. little like like owl owl alien guy. Yeah, yeah. His name. He's just, yeah, he's just this little like rubber dude, little <laughs> rubber cute. demon he looks, doll. He looks like Kermit uh, the Frog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so uh, as I understand it, it was worked by none other than John Carl Buechler. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So this yeah, uh, is, is this ahead. also his his uh, sequence then? I let me see. I would think yes, that's so, correct. Yeah, because yeah. then yeah, he kind of like uh, raises some some zombieish kind of like warrior dudes. <laughs> well, no, not only that, but he also raises like a doppelganger of Paul. Yeah, uh, yes. that is also dead, and he's like, "What? You're not afraid of your own impending? Yeah, you know, like yeah. your own future?" <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's 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 great, and I like the rapport between Ratspit and Paul. It's it's so funny because he sits, he's got like um, he's very like a uh, salacious crumb esque, and he sits on this yes. little yes. tiny yes. throne on top of a pile of rocks, and he's got like a little like magic wand that he uses to to cast stuff, and they have like like the just the the imagery of Paul having this like serious conversation about like man's greatest fear is death and the unknown aspect of death and your own. death. Death, but well, with like this weird little puppy, <laughs> it's really, it's really great. Like, it's, yeah, it's very effective. Yeah, in, like, it's very dark very crystal. Like, yeah, it, is, it is. Yeah, it really is. I uh, this was probably my second favorite uh, mm-hmm. sequence, and I, I think it ends um, because yeah, Paul is not intimidated by um, 
evil Paul. Yeah. Evil dead Paul. Um, I, and then I, they just kind of go back. Yeah. And so like in between each segments, they kind of like go back to like the desert where Mistima is still like, Oh, that didn't work. Huh? Here's, <laughs> how about some this? human? I, I, my, yes, exactly. My, my guess is the next segment was your favorite, Kurt. It absolutely was. Yeah. Um, the, and, the giant statue. Yeah. No, that shit rocked. no, oh, the the fucking wasp concert. <laughs> oh, oh yeah 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 yeah. So, so yeah. I was gonna so, say like, uh, and that was actually wasp. On it stage. was actually wasp. So Blackie so, Wallace so what, in what the happens funny, is funny, go ahead, oh, go ahead. funny funny tidbit before we we continue. I looked it up. Wasp is still fucking touring. Good lord, <laughs> they're still together. What the they're, fuck? They're the tormentor. They got to. <laughs> um. So. Oh, actually, before that happens, though, um, there is an infamous line, which I didn't realize oh, was from yes, this movie, yes. um, which is, uh, I, I reject your reality and substitute my own, which is said <laughs> by Paul uh, to Mistima when Mistima, uh, P- Paul's like, I'm not going to die at your hands. And, and Mistima's like, it is, it, is, it is a possible future or something, or a, it is one of many possible re- uh realities or, or, or something and that's when paul says i reject your reality and substitute my own which was made um i guess pop culturally famous by what's his name uh adam savage from uh mythbusters was mm-hmm. like that was like like a weird catchphrase of his it has a very uh it's got that very like mid-aughts nerd energy to it in a very weird way that i i, I can't quite explain it just it has like a powerful energy it's it's a very um uh, it's I don't know. It's it's just of of that era. Very two thousand five nerd blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute it with my own. See this <laughs> this whole conceit of like the battle between like science and magic really reminds me of um, the film uh, Flight of Dragons uh, by uh, Rankin Bass, which which also has a conceit of like a man of science doing battle with a wizard. Uh, in actually in kind of similar style even so who knows who knows what things were uh, what what components went into the soup of creation within charles band's mind because <laughs> I, I believe that charles band has uh the story credit for this too i the, like the the film as a whole i believe um but anyway yeah so uh Mistima brags about his ability to compose music and starts playing like ominous gothy music, like weird, weird orchestral kind of like Zardoz music actually. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and then Paul says something like, Oh yeah, we'll get a taste of this. And he plays some like new wave rock and roll from, <laughs> from his computer wristband. <laughs> um, at which point Mistima says, you, you like this noise? Fine. Have more of it. And sends him to, as we said before, an evil wasp, uh, an, an evil concert by the band wasp, uh, the, the kind of early eighties hair metal band. Um, it, it, this sequence fucking fucking rocked literally and figuratively like everything <laughs> about it it's very um uh there's a there's a movie i w- i watched a month or two back called, i think it's called black roses that's oh. basically it's about like an evil heavy metal band that comes to town and like turns all the kids into killers um it's very entertaining but i haven't seen it but i'm familiar with it it sounds it sounds awesome it's really this good is- it's what Tipper Gore warned us all about. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but what 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 is awesome about both this sequence and that movie is it, it, they take like the exactly like the Tipper Gore version 
like what Tipper Gore is imagining a heavy metal concert is like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's clearly made by people who think that heavy metal fucking rocks. So yeah. they show the evil in the coolest way possible. Like the, the guy from Wasp is like going to torture Gwen, um, who's tied up in like a very like like 80s van art, uh, kind of like, you know, like a pinup pose. Um, but the guy from Wasp has like, saw blades attached to his arm he's got like machetes he's got fucking like a spear and shit like it's 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 so cool yeah it's it's fun because like these kind of things take metal and there's aesthetics at face value like yeah like you worship the devil and you want to like you know murder people and like so it's that's it's just totally like it's almost like metal kayfabe yes well yeah exactly And, and like i love i love um Paul's walk through like the 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 terrifying heavy metal fan audience yes, all yes. just look kind of like everyone in that audience is like in their 30s yeah um, <laughs> and they they don't really look that terrifying it kind of it kind of looks like a high school reunion with a like you know 80s metal theme to it but it's filmed in this like cool slow-mo and there's like smoke and they keep cutting back to the stage where the guy from wasp is is you know singing his song tormentor um yeah I mean, cool. it, it looks like a one hell of a concert it does it looks fucking awesome <laughs> one hell of a concert chris yes exactly mm, quite I have started uh, listening to more of this type of music recently due to my uh, cassette obsession and like I like a warrant cassette just kind of like appeared uh in like I don't remember buying it I, I just all of a sudden have it um, it's it's like it's like uh the the old medieval uh things where you know if you, if you just left meat out worms yeah. would just spring out <laughs> yeah, of it or whatever hmm. it, if if you have enough cassettes around eventually it, it just produces a, a warrant. You know, that's cassette. that's a joke in uh, Good Omens, uh, at least. Well, in the it's book. it's the it, he has like the evil uh, CD player that eventually, after two around two weeks, any CD will become Queen's greatest hits album. Yes, <laughs> uh, which but in the book it's cassettes. Um, and oh, is it cassettes? Okay. Yes, and it's the Queen's greatest hits cassette, which I actually bought last week. For specifically be, for that reason. Also, it fucking rocks. It's a great album. Oh, great it's great. Stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, man, the concert, the concert is so good. Um, <laughs> I don't remember how it ends, though. Like, how does he save her? I don't uh, remember. Oh, 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 he uses sound. Oh, that's um, right. Cal displays this message that, that that's like analyzing um, high frequency noise and plays this like super loud, like high pitched noise that makes the guy from Wasp blow up. And then the rest <laughs> of the band blows up too. <laughs> it's like a- <laughs> I love that. It's actually Wasp. They must've been having the best time uh, doing this. And, and um, God, what's the name of the lead singer? Blackie uh, Lawless. Blackie Lawless, and he's he's making so many great faces at the camera. <laughs> he yeah he he is having a blast. Absolutely. Uh, and and of course, as as the band is dying, it's revealed that uh, Blackie Lawless is is actually uh, Mistima in disguise. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and I, I think I think after this sequence is when it goes to the giant. That's right. Okay. Yep. And then after that, it's like the the weird slasher. Yeah, right? I yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about about a few of these. Uh, like the slasher one in particular is like mm-hmm. just kind of 
very yeah, forgettable. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, although I, I will say it gave me it gave me the 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 one laugh I got out of it was at the end of the uh the slasher sequence where they they teleport right out and he just sort of <laughs> pops up like just as they're disappearing he's like eh, 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 he's just slashing empty air <laughs> did you did you hear the cops too the cops are like did uh they, they did say you like, see that yeah did yeah, you, yeah. Did, goes, nope. did you see what i did nope <laughs> neither did i <laughs> honestly great great line better better than than like 500 quips yeah uh that i've heard uh, on any uh disney yeah or, or mcu flight i yeah. i will give it this though um the the sequence really does look like a shitty 80s like crime slasher like like teens yeah. in danger um right. type type film like well this movie isn't shitty, but uh, Class of 1984 comes to mind. Like it's 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 shot very much like that. Yes, absolutely. No, yeah, like it, it looks like a, an authentic slasher, which is which it you know is it's made in 1984. Like yeah, um, uh, th- th- that's this is one of the things that I love about like the anthologies is like you can actually like even in a movie like this you can feel the difference between directors. Yeah, which I think is pretty cool. Like it's clear, it's super obvious mm-hmm. that you know. Um, what's his name who did the rat spits uh you know uh you can tell that Mm -hmm. he's like he's a puppet guy so he's got fucking puppets and you know this is clearly directed by someone who does like crime films and so it feels like a crime slasher yeah so yeah well so so here's my pitch uh this movie is almost like a a compilation record for empire pictures yeah Uh, like you know like like a uh punkorama or uh fat music for fat people like what you were the labels would like give you a little taste of every little band that they have this uh, this is like empire Pictures saying these are the kind of movies we can do with these uh artists making them and (laughs) and it turns into this so it's kind of almost like a you know a formal exercise yeah yeah i I, that's yeah you're you're yeah I, 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 I mean, I, I think that's correct. And also, like, it, it bears saying this movie is like, I don't even think it's 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 an hour 20. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like an, an hour, hour 10. Eight, 18, I believe. <laughs> and, so and that's I think that's including the credit sequence. Yeah. yeah. So so it's technically feature length. And yeah. it, this the other fun thing about this is it feels um, it, it feels more violent than it actually is, or like it feels like it's going to be violent, and then it always veers away. At like this would be a perfect thing to show to you know like a I don't know about now, but in 1984, if you were a precocious like 12 year old and you saw this, you know you would be like, oh yes. cool, this is a fucked yes. up weird movie, but also like you wouldn't actually be traumatized. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, it's it's no RoboCop. I, I was really impressed. I have to say by the special effects in the weird like Ray Harryhausen um, yeah sequence. Like it looked really good. Like it's mm-hmm. it's really good quality stop motion. Um, like the kind of like I, I don't know what you'd call it, but like just like the motion looks very realistic. It looks big. It looks heavy. Um, it, you know, it's it's clearly super low budget. But I mean, it looks good. Like it, it's, yeah. It looks it, very it, like you know, uh, like a uh, Jason and the Argonauts, or or the um, the statue that uh, of Kali that they fight in. Yep. Uh, I think it's the seventh voyage of Sinbad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. It, honestly, it looked really cool, and it also sort of uh, followed like a weird, like sword and sorcery type of logic to it, mm-hmm. where it's like. You know, the, the way he finally defeats it is, oh, 
you hit the gigantic gem that it has you yeah. know, sort of yeah. embedded <laughs> in his forehead. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny how, like, really every scenario is solved by shooting a laser at it from his wristband. <laughs> basically, basically all of them. Um, I, I also like the various attempts to defeat Paul that Mistima makes between them. So, like, we talked about, like, the, the cool animated dragon fight. Um, there's, there's also a part where Mistima summons, like, three very horny ladies and is like, what, do you really want your girlfriend when you could have three women? And Paul's like, huh, actually, you know, until uh, Gwen, like, yells at him. And is like, Paul, no! <laughs> and he goes, wait, no. <laughs> You won't beat me that easily, Mistyus. I don't know, dude. You, you seem pretty fucked there. <laughs> yeah, I just find it really funny that he's like, he he doesn't even like exhibit one iota of of resistance to, to that temptation. He just like immediately like breaks out of a big sunny smile. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, hey. you know, huh? This is a this yeah. is a pretty good I'm offer. Proud of this. <laughs> <laughs> Three uh, is more than one. <laughs> Why does why does the hero not just have three women instead of one? <laughs> um, I I especially like after after the sexy ladies fail to um, uh, tempt and defeat Paul that uh, Mistima just throws his arms up in the air and goes yarg and just like <laughs> it just like disappears and that's that's how the slasher sequence starts. <laughs> uh, let's see what what is what is after that. Uh, so there's the, there's the cave beast one. Oh, there's a, there's the post apocalyptic uh, like yeah. Mad Max oh, one. The cave beast one kind of sucked. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. the, and and yeah, that I, monster I, did not look good at all. No, it didn't. It, it, it re- looked it looked like Rat Spit Part Two. <laughs> yeah, but like bigger, so that like it, it wasn't didn't have the 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 charm of being like a, a hand puppet, a little guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's very clearly just like like a bad quality costume that somebody's wearing. You know, mm-hmm. and and their fight is basically just like throwing shit at each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like throwing small rocks and bones and stuff back and forth. Oh, you 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 going to throw stuff? I'll throw. I could I could throw stuff back. Okay. And then it turns out that the weird little ugly creature is actually like an angel, uh, or some kind <laughs> of like ethereal being who was banished there by by Mistima, and by killing her, she's free. And it's like. I'm, Oh, okay. I guess whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Seems, um, uh, yeah, not not good. Oh, uh, sp- I mentioned the running earlier. Um, there's a really good long running sequence in the slasher section, um, where like it's just it's just I just like to see people running in movies, whether it's Tom Cruise or you know <laughs> other people. Um, I have to say though, Paul's like running stance is a little is slightly strange. <laughs> his his feet are kind of like a little bit too far apart and his arms are like a little bit too raised so he kind of looks like he's like wading through a swamp at very high speed yes <laughs> uh and then yeah and then i think it's just the the, the, the mad the mad back sequence. yeah <laughs> that that was that, that was actually uh my second laugh in this was uh at, when they finally crash <laughs> it just it just made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like the effect is yeah, uh, uh, to to, par- to paraphrase Beavis, Beavis and or Butthead. Mm. These effects weren't so special. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I did like that they built, you know, 
three or four different vehicles. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That worked. Yeah, that, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, one of them is basically just like a dune buggy with like crap on it, which isn't, yep. you know, that's not that, that impressive. But like the two battle vans are pretty fucking yeah. sweet. <laughs> low you mean, low budget uh, Mad Max ripoffs is, is a well, very he, fascinating genre. Now that you mention it, Kurt, uh, you know, now we could say that uh, it presaged the Cybertruck. Yes. Well, <laughs> the um, same angles and, and lines. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the uh, what's it called? The, is it the 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 Landmasters from uh, Dam- uh, uh, Damnation Alley? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically, like like the movie style ones. Um, just kind of like a big like a, a big chunky van. Or um, are you familiar with? Uh, I think it's called S- Super Van. Hmm. That sounds familiar. It's it's like a late seventies uh, kind of like. Cr- crime fighting sci-fi show about like a you know a, a team of i don't know if they're like private detectives or or just like teenagers or what but they have like a high-tech van <laughs> that they mm. used to fight crime it's called super van sort of like knight rider but but a larger a larger but yeah vehicle. exactly yeah yeah a larger form factor and worse gas mileage um <laughs> But uh, I, yeah, I did like this sequence. Like it was fun, and I liked that Gwen got to kind of be like, like an action hero. Was like yeah. like, and it's like pretty well acted. Um, I, I and like you know reasonably well shot. I, I would say, so it's fun. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. It is, yeah. And then he, you know, in the end, that they defeat Mistima. Well, in a in a really funny way, where yeah. he's he's like, oh, you know, the reason that you're so like. Mistima's whole thing is that he's immortal and bored, and that's why he uh, just torments nerds. <laughs> um, and Paul says, the reason that you're bored uh, is that you aren't participating yourself. You're just having, like, all of your goons, you know, deal with us. Um, and so Paul challenges him to just, like, a one-on-one fist fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they basically just have, like, a... Like a big wrestling match, just <laughs> fucking rock em, sock em, ro- like a roboting each other on the edge of, of a volcano, <laughs> and then um, and then it's not really clear how Paul wins exactly. He just kind of like kicks him into well, the he, volcano. He, he, he falls into a fire pit, right? Well, yeah, yeah, they 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 fall, and Paul is on top of him, like sort of like choking him. Uh, but they're like on a cliff's edge and this, the cliff's edge starts to give. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what actually causes Mistima ah, yes. to die. He sort of like slides and then finally falls in. And at the same time, <laughs> what, uh, what's his face? Uh, Paul asks Cal to help me out. And Cal extends from the <laughs> gauntlet that's been tossed to the side. A, I guess a, uh, it's a, like a fully, tangible light. Yeah. Like, like hard light or something. Yeah. <laughs> that he pulls himself up by. And I was like, just thinking to myself, I was like, wow. And then like, I, 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 my brain started trying to figure out, well, wouldn't the glove start to, Oh, never mind. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Tron influence, I would say. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The the Wikipedia page even like specifically claims that it was like directly influenced by like Dungeons and Dragons and Tron yeah. and yeah. It, I think you're right. Er, er, earlier, what you were talking about, how kind of like it's just like all the ambient influences that had you know had come out in the last two or three years that appealed to like you know weird teenage nerds. Yeah. Just, they just grabbed them all. Got some heavy metal. Got some Tron. <laughs> got some yeah, exactly. Got some Dungeons and Dragons. Got some wizard shit. Um. 
And yeah, so uh, that they just kind of like teleport back to their apartment, um, and it's very confusing because Gwen says, "Thank goodness that's over." Paul says, "I'm not so sure," and then Gwen proposes to Paul, uh, and and Paul's like, "But I thought that you didn't want to get married." And Gwen says, "Well, I was talking to Cal." And she explained it to me, and it does make sense. And that's how the film ends. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, see, computers really do help our lives. I I was so certain that there was going to be one like like a last thing, like it was going to show the computer screen, and like an evil demon face was going to go ha 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 ha, and then you know it would like fade to black or something. And it's not nothing. It's just well, they they defeat Masima fell into a volcano. <laughs> and they're getting married. <laughs> hey, you know, it, if it worked for like the Elizabethans, just end with a marriage, end to play with a marriage. Yeah. Yes, it could work for this one too. Okay, and, and, and like a you know, like a mother-in-law, Gwen's learned to like live with Cal, and and uh, you know, just accept <laughs> that she's going to have another voice in the house. You know, this is, I think that this is a, this is really, um, really positive because really when you think about it, Gwen is perfectly fine with polyamory. She's, she's fine. If Cal is part of it, it's fine. You know, is polyamory and, and I I don't even know what, what, like just accepting. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Yeah. Everybody's pretty open-minded except for Mistima, who's a real fucking asshole. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I do want to reemphasize the very disturbing cat story where he talks about like covering <laughs> yes. a cat with like tar and then setting it on fire and he's like and I watched until its eyes bulged out like I, I forget what he says it's it's like a, it's a, it's like a like a specific like pr- precious stone like bulged out like tourmaline or something hmm. um it's very weird and over the top and then Paul says ahimsa and um Mestima goes, What where did you learn that word? And then Paul explains that it's it's a respect for every living thing. <laughs> he could have just answered the question and said, Yeah, my yoga class. Okay, yeah, my yoga come class. On. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's such a it's such a weird moment because like there's a lot of stuff like that that feels like like a callback to something that was removed. <laughs> like what's what's the deal with the cat thing? Like wh- why do they have that long that long sequence. Well, and, and, they- and he's don't forget he's got a cat in his lap and you're like oh my god yeah is that the cat <laughs> why did you why did you do that to the cat <laughs> um anyway w- watching this did make me want to watch more sh- shitty short films like this like i think i need to go watch some more charles band films to be perfectly honest yeah uh well i mean like empire pictures i, I know we call it like b movies but they also created like legit uh mm-hmm. movies like reanimator like mm-hmm. Uh, which what's, which what's we have yet to which we have yet to cover. True. Uh, what's what's interesting is that Full Moon Pictures, Charles Band's you know current company, is um c- kind of does the same thing but with older films. Mm. So like their catalog is basically all this like just absolute shit from the early '90s through to today. But then they also have like the international rights to all these kind of like very weird artistic European horror films from like the mid 70s where it'll be, you know, this weird like experimental psychedelic film that they just put a bunch of nudity in to to try to make it like sellable. Um, 
and they even have like some some stuff that's like fairly like critically well respected. Um, it's just a very strange catalog. It just seems like they just I, I assume they just pick stuff up as they see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which I respect. You know, I respect like a company that doesn't really have a brand. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like, well, we own we own the lights to these and these and these. And this shit and this stuff is good and this stuff is shit. And if you want shit, we got shit. If you want good stuff, we got that too. <laughs> I, I think they're fascinating in that it's like a pretty unique situation where it's this small group, uh, small, like late, small, independent, very, very small, very independent studio that, you know, makes and produces and owns all its own films. And that like, that's their nest egg. Like they sell DVDs, Blu-rays, they stream, like that kind of stuff. Like they just have their own little like stock of stuff that they can just keep eating out on and they mm-hmm. continue to exist. There's a I I I started getting into like watching some of those weird like independent horror films that were on Tubi. And there's one of them, the name of which I'll I'll need to look up, that was kind of like a it was it was this very strange kind of like heavily green screened CGI slash cartoon movie by what I can only describe as like uh guar plus gem in the holograms. Um, <laughs> nice. It was like, like a guar type girl group. Um, oh, and nice. they were, they were like space barbarians who got kidnapped and forced to fight for this like weird society of, of like criminals. It was very strange. Um, and it, it was clearly the product of like, three people <laughs> much like um much like you know the the weird kind of like uh auteur animation stuff that we were that that we were doing well, that, for a hot second I, there eye of night was it well the spine of night we had those we, no no we, we, uh, we, the, fun, the other one that, thing. empress of uh empress of darkness that's what it is okay the I'm spine sorry. of night is though another excellent auteur you know, mm-hmm. animation, you know, weird animation project. I love yeah. that stuff, man. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I like that there's space in that domain for like stuff where it's like, you know, it's aspiring both to be fun and to be kind of artsy and also stuff where it's like, we think that if we make this film for less than $5,000, we can turn a profit. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, I mean, that that's how so many of like the weird sci-fi films that we wind up talking about on this program came to be like, you don't get a lady Hawk without, you know, a bunch of much worse films that, you know, are able to make a little bit of money by not costing anything or that, like, or like a cyborg, you know, yeah. without mm-hmm. cyborg, you don't get hard target. <laughs> you know, that that's a great point. Like it's, you know, that stuff kind of like bubbling up to the mainstream yeah. ra- rather than like the mainstream dictating what's going on underneath. Like it's like street fashion that becomes high fashion. Exactly. Yeah. You need, you need people like full moon and empire. And um, uh, what's the other one? I'm totally drawing a blank. But uh, canon, you know, like yeah, uh, all you you need Golden all that. Globus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I I very much enjoyed this. Thank you for recommending it, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, th- this I is would this love is to fun. Do more stuff like this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, this I, is a lot of fun. Um, I was just I looking guess, at the uh, Empire Pictures list of, of films they've made, and I'm like, this is looking like a project. Mm. <laughs> So, uh, do we have, were, were those our last, last thoughts? Um, indeed. They're mine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
watch this flick, folks. It's on Tubi. And go <laughs> who, listen who, to some Wasp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, Chris, again, thanks. This is great. A lot of fun. My pleasure. And everyone out there, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time here on Podside.